Hello, Internet friends. Aaron Stewart from The Little Black Couch. Grateful to have you with me today. I know that many of you are at uh, conferences. I know there's some that are still enjoying the holiday weekend. What are you doing? It's Tuesday. It's time to go back to work. But neither here nor there. We have an important topic to discuss today, especially if you go live like I'm doing now, or you have a podcast like I just did earlier, or you're a blogger, or whatever. So I wanted to share with you some of the things that I like to do to kind of keep things organized. So when you publish, your content can get out to the masses and you can spread your message. Let's uh, Welcome back, Aaron Stewart, with you from the Little Black Couch. Um, I have been doing entrepreneurship for almost 30 years now. It is just over 30 years, actually. And whether it's research or whether it's living it or whether it's studying it, I have been doing research uh, in entrepreneurship for quite some time. And really, the purpose of why I go live every day is to help individuals who are also interested in entrepreneurship build the business of their dreams and avoid all the nightmares and the pitfalls that are definitely out there for entrepreneurs. So um, one of those things that I wanted to jump on today, you will hear a lot when you go from a traditional entrepreneurial opportunity to one that's more online that you need to be publishing. And we hear that so much now. It's, it's a very hard transition to make for somebody of of my age and ilk, um, to be online seems a little ridiculous, to be perfectly frank. Um, but it's kind of the way things are nowadays, so I've had to learn to embrace it, probably isn't the best word, but learn to um, tolerate it is probably a better word. So trying to do that, I will say the thing that keeps me motivated to do these things is that the feedback that I get from those that happen to see the videos and reach out to me and say that they are very helpful, that's, that's, the best, that's the best thing I can get out of them. So more so than anything else, hopefully these things are helpful to you. And as I've gone along, it's helped me to realize that I, I probably do some things and I've learned to do some things to save time. I really love automation. I love systems. I love anything that would make my life easier so I can accomplish more um, and when I go home I can kind of put things away and forget about them. So that's kind of the whole point of automation and technology and I do love all the wonderful tools and, and technologies that we have available to us today and a lot of them are free. And so what I wanted to show you today is kind of a, a free way uh, to keep track of how you publish. So. I learned from a coach of mine, again, I am not of the online world. I have a, I very much have a face and a mind for, um, well, books, 
but I've been doing podcasts as well for a little bit. And what I learned through podcasts, I've been going live now for maybe a month or two, but I've been doing a podcast since last, last October. And I got to the point where I could automate it and do a podcast in about an, an hour, right? Where I could actually create the content, come up with the show, the script, or at least the bullet points, uh, get it started. I could take the audio and put the intro and the outro on there. Then I could run it to use Audacity and go through and do all the little stuff that you have to do to make it so it's uh, normalized and compressed and, and you know, converted into MP3, uploaded to the podcast platform, type up the, the little description, all that. I, could, I got to a point where I could do a pretty, you know, about a 20 to 25 minute podcast, start to finish in about, you know, 60 minutes, which, I mean, that's all I was really focusing on. And I was so proud of myself to finally get to a point where I could knock one of those out in an hour. Now, arguably, um, if you're a content provider and you have other folks to help you, then you're really only worrying about the part where you're actually recording it, right? You could have people coming up with the content and the script and the bullet points and just handing it to you and you could just go, which that would save me, you know, 40, 45 minutes a day. That would be great. Um, I'm just not in that place right now. Um, I don't know. But I've created automation to bring a bunch of content to me. So I always have a variety. I always have you know, 250 to 500 articles every day that I can look at and pull from to create a new you know, live, a new topic for a live uh, or a new podcast. I use it mostly for the podcast. Um, and so there's that automation. And then once you get done and you've published, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's podcasts, whether it's a blog, now you need to make sure that you're leveraging all of the social media platforms and pushing your message out there. Now, the way I used to do that is I would create graphics when I got done and I would just run out and try to publish them just one after another as fast as I could all on every single network. And I had a little, a little series of steps that I would just go through and post, 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 post. And I learned how to create um, a number of the same graphics in a variety of different sizes to cover all the, the different uh, platforms. So I was uploading in the exactly the right size and the message was basically the same on all of them, but I would try to get those out within, you know, within the same day that I published something. And I had a good conversation with a coach that said, hey, you know, you gotta be really careful about that. So that's the first thing that I would offer that when you publish your uh, message, what, and whatever media, whatever medium you decide to use, that you don't go out and blitz all the social media platforms all at once on the same day. You want to make sure that you stagger those out because you don't want to tick your audience off. So if you're following this, for example, and I get done with my live and I'm like, okay, and then I slap a thumbnail on it and then I, I start publishing all these little graphics trying to drive you back to watch this episode and I throw it on Pinterest and I throw it on um, Snapchat and I throw it on Twitter and I throw it on Instagram and I throw it on Instagram story and it's all out there. Now, wherever you are, if you happen to follow me on any one of those platforms, there I am with the same exact message a zillion times. And that just starts to feel like spam. That just starts to feel like this guy's driving me crazy. Um, and, and then I come off as a bigger idiot than I already am, right? So, and you don't want that. So really what you want to do in order to develop your audience, and, and this is really brilliant when it comes from a marketing standpoint, because in order for somebody to really know, trust, and trust you, 
they've got to see you over a number of days with a number of different messages. And so what you try to do is once you publish, say today on this Facebook Live, I'll go and create a thumbnail right after this and slap it on there. So it's marketing the title of the video. And I don't always do the title of the post and the title of the thumbnail exactly the same. Um, if, I, if I can have a, a better hook. So I, I guess this goes back to my SEO days. I will try to, because it's a graphic, Google's not gonna index that. So I will try to use a ridiculous hook in the graphic and I will use alternate colors, whatever, to grab their attention. But in the title, I'm gonna put something that's very SEO friendly. So something that's a little more descriptive. I'll also use the description little box to put a little bit more in there. Again, so it's descriptive, so it can be indexed. I'm always thinking down the road long-term that I want people to be able to find this video 10 years from now, right? You've got to think long-term. It's one of the biggest mistakes I think online marketers make today is they don't really consider that part of it. And if you do it right when you upload content, then it will, it will seriously benefit you. It's an asset. You're building an asset with content. As long as it's being indexed properly and Google knows and trusts you and that you're putting out good content and people like what you're doing, then if you tell Google exactly what you're up to, they will serve you up as a result in their search engine results page, right? The SERP pages. So keep that in mind. So I don't usually use the, unless my title and, and a hook are really awesome, you'll see that the title that I put in Facebook and the title that I have on the thumbnail are sometimes totally different. They'll be related to the topic, but I'll try to hook you on the graphic because Google can't read those. And then I'll try to use a title that Google can index. And, and frankly, Facebook can index and kind of help that way. I'll always use hashtags as well in the comments area. That's um, just a great way to get keywords out there. Hashtags and keywords are somewhat similar and that gives the um, search engines and all the social media platforms an opportunity to kind of get an idea of what you're about. And then when people use hashtags to try to find certain topics, videos on certain topics, boom, there we are. We're looking good, okay? So um, that is strategy for thumbnails. But what I wanted to show you today is how I use a couple services, a couple software uh, platforms to sort of manage it a little bit better and I'll show you how to do this. I'm gonna go ahead and bring up my screen and I use Zapier and I use, in this particular example, I'll use Zapier and I'll use Google Sheets, okay? And normally if you've gone out and set up your Google account, you'll have a free uh, account that you can use Google Sheets on. And then Zapier actually allows you to have a certain number of free zaps every single month. And now they started to count how many um, automations that you have in there, how many tasks you have within your, it used to be, I used to get really good at building huge zaps because they would only count the zap, they wouldn't account all the automation inside. Now they count that so it doesn't really benefit you and you can kind of keep them a little more organized. So those are the two tools that we're gonna be using today and I'll show you how we do use them. So I'm gonna bring up my screen here and that goes right here and it should do a little picture in picture. Oh, it does, not really, does it? Um, you can kind of see it here. Yeah, there it is. Um, oh, that's not really what you want right there though. Come on, secondary display. Um, let's see. Oh, I gotta do a green screen here. Oh, cancel. Just hold with me, folks, it's coming up, boom. 
Oh, oh, that's better, right? It's gorgeous outside. I don't want you to miss out on it. So anyway, okay. So what I have here on my screen is Zapier. And I am going to, what I've done here is RSS, an RSS feed is just basically an automated feed that allows, um, it, it acts as a trigger. So an RSS feed is just something that's published every time you put something out. And so I built essentially an RSS feed to go and check out Facebook for me, right? So um, when it finds a new item in, in the RSS feed, which is essentially, it's just a feed for my, um, for my Facebook page. Oh, this particular, oh, actually, I'm totally wrong. So this particular example that I'm showing you here is for my podcast, okay? So this is Data Access Golf's podcast. It is a podcast. Podcasts always have RSS feeds. So I have just gone in and in my, I've, I've connected to Zapier, a new feed, an RSS feed. And if you look at the options here, you can see that this is my RSS feed for my podcast. Okay, I don't have to log in, so I don't have to do that. Typically RSS feeds are open to the public, so you don't really have to worry about that. So I've given Zapier my RSS feed and it just sits there and sniffs and waits for something to happen. And then when something changes in the RS, in the URL, it goes ahead and fires off the zap. And so what I've done then is once a new item comes into this RSS feed, you can see I set it up seven months ago, it creates, it goes and create, goes to Google Sheets and creates, it goes to Google Sheets here. We'll bring that up, goes to Google Sheets. And then I use create a spreadsheet row and you'll see why here in just a second. And then I use it under the Data Access Golf account that I have, dataaccessgolf at gmail.com. You can see that I've got a variety of different Gmail accounts. And so I will build these out just depending on which company I'm publishing for. So I've also got one uh, working for uh, the Little Black Couch right here, you can see. So where I'm broadcasting now, this will also build out a sheet in that account, very similar to one that I'll show you here in a second and then edit the template. So this is kind of where the magic happens. So you go through and you choose, you'll go through and, and select, it's important to go through and set up your um, spreadsheet, right? So you'll go up and set up a column that brings in, so you'll know exactly where a feed comes in. So I'll usually just go bring in a feed and then go and add the columns later. And then I'll come back to this step here and I'll edit the template. So. In this particular case, I've named the spreadsheet content repurposed, data access golf, um, new content, um, content distribution tracking, and anyway, I've gone through and then added um, different um, bits of information that I want to be brought in. So I've got the title coming in and the date coming in. That's all I need in order to manage this particular sheet for what I'm trying to accomplish with it, okay? And that's it. Now in this particular zap, I also go and create a card in Trello. So I like to use Trello for some other things. We won't talk about it. Um, we won't talk about it today. I can hear somebody. Oh, I can hear somebody, but I, don't, I can't see them. I know how to do this somewhere. Oh, dear me. Dear me, dear me. I'm trying to find you. Stick with me. Oh, boy. I'm so bad at this. Options. Show picture in picture. That's not it. Oh, overlays. That's my mic. That doesn't help me. That doesn't help me. Oh boy. 
So, and I don't see where it is anywhere else. So, um, I hear that there's somebody watching. I can see that there's an eyeball. Welcome, whoever you are. I love you. I'll figure it out for the next one. I didn't get it done this time. So, anyway, so this is what I've built out for the sheet. And so now we'll just bring up the sheet here and show you what that looks like. So, there is, so this is DIY content repurpose on Data Access Golf. And so I'll just bring it up here. We'll space it out there. And I don't know why, it loads ugly, but then it turns out pretty good. So what you can see here is you've got a list then of all my, um, the titles of all my podcasts. So I'm down to, uh, so this one just came in today. This is the one that I just finished today. Fred Shoemaker on how to best learn golf. It was fantastic. So if you're interested in golf, go listen to that one. I interviewed my mentor. It was brilliant. So anyway, so this is um, the very last one that came in. And you can see then that I've got all these to-dos that automatically built out for where I want to have it pu published. So you've got Facebook thumbnails, YouTube thumbnails, whether I go and have it pushed over to, um, whether I have a video created and pushed over to YouTube. And then I start an Instagram just because it has to be manual. Once it's into Instagram, then it will run through these other places. I've got these steps sort of um, automated out, and that's from the product that we're building out now that I'm super excited about that I can't tell you about yet, but I used to do this all manually, and now I don't. Um, I, I, it's automated, so it kind of runs through, and you can see how I talked about the what it's called a content will strategy. Rather than burning everybody out and posting every single, you know, on every single, media platform there is available and I've got, I go all the way out to medium here so when the text comes back but now you want to stagger them a little bit so every single day you just something else is released and so you can see here that what is this one here so Vimeo so my Vimeo video gets put up the very last and then LinkedIn is the very last social media platform that I'll that I'm that I'll be put in Pinterest as well so you can kind of see how these sort of distribute up through, and I'll have to go through, check my automations and update this. But um, at least for right now, I'm up to date on my thumbnails. But this is how I keep track of all the media and how it goes out, especially, and I'll, I'll say this. In fact, this is a, a really good lesson for entrepreneurship. So anytime you are doing something manually over and over again, and it really starts to tick you off, it's time to come up with a solution to make it better. Okay, so in this particular case, I would get done with a live or get done with a podcast and I would go and create some graphics and then I had to create graphics in different sizes and I would just basically sit in bed the rest of the night with a TV show on and my lovely wife next to me and my, my kids running around and us talking and having fun. But I was like doing graphics and creating stuff to start putting them out systematically to try to get everybody to come back to you know where I was going live or where the podcast was and it's it took me an hour to do a podcast and like six to finally get all the graphics made out and finally get them all to be posted and cut and paste the comment and and all the hashtags and it was a nightmare right so now I've created a system I guess I can get out of this you don't need to see this anymore so now I went and, and it was really cool to organize, to put this together and use it and kind of keep track of it and it made life a little bit easier, but I was still creating all those graphics. And so then I thought, you know what? I'm sick to death of spending an hour on a podcast 
and six on creating graphics, I need to start automating this. So, you know, the only manual and it was Instagram. So I started using some different automation techniques, whether it's, I mean, there's a whole lot of them out there. Um, repurpose and headliner and uh, Zapier. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do it and program it out. So it kind of systematically drips out. Um, but they're not always reliable and they don't really talk well to each other. It's a little frustrating because it can break very easily. And that has then not forced me, but motivated me to come up and build out my own system that does this all for me. And we are now in the process and it works great for me and I love it. And so we are now in the process of, I've got three programmers working and we're building out a system that's going to do all this as a service. So it's going to be software as a service. And I think that it will be super helpful to people, but because I went through and, and this is why I like to do everything myself. I know that everybody talks about throw everything you don't like to do and send it away. But I think that we miss out on the opportunity to be creative and come up with solutions for things that are very problematic. And because I went through, I wanted to learn how to be online. I wanted to learn how to make that transition from a more traditional entrepreneurial journey to one that's more online that I wanted to go through and feel the pain and the suffering that, that comes with this type of marketing. And, and then that led me to come up with an idea that um, was very complex and it's very difficult to solve, but, we're ver that, but we've solved it and we're very close to making it so it's gonna be available to the, mass, to the masses. And that's exactly how entrepreneurs come up with different ideas. It, it, is, it is simple to go out and recreate and make a better mousetrap, but it's, for me, it's just so much more fun to come up with a unique solution that solves it kind of end to end, um, just so it makes people's lives so much easier. And for those of us that are making this jump to online marketing and publishing all the time, this was one of the biggest nightmares. And so I'm super excited to share it with others. And I think it's gonna help a lot of people, right? And, and I wouldn't have learned that had I not gone through the nightmare you know, myself. So anyway, that's it for today. I hope, I hope that's helpful. If, if you want um, any of this, if you want me to share maybe the, the screen here that you can then modify and use for yourself, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to, again, maybe show, maybe I'll take some pictures of the zaps. They're really, really simple to use and set up. And I know Zapier has a free account that you can use. Um, and that's just a great way, a super easy way. I'll bring it up again, but this is just a super easy way to kind of keep track of your efforts and make sure that you're getting your message out to all the major platforms. You know, you've got, you know, Facebook and thought, you know, YouTube and Instagram and, and yeah, it doesn't have to be pretty and stuff, but I like to waste time. I mean, I like stuff pretty. It's easier for me to see the colors and know that I'm working on, um, especially when I get down here, I didn't freeze the top one. So anyway, it's been helpful to me. If it's helpful to, to you, reach out, leave me a comment or whatever, and I'll give you a link to this, to this screen that you can copy, or maybe I'll just create a, a blank version of it and, and share it and you're welcome to use it. And as far as the Zapier goes too, I can take pictures of how I set up the Zaps and show people how to, to do that as well. And it just is a great way to make sure that it kind of helps you stay on top of things until I get my automation product out there and then we'll take care of it all for you. So till next time, Aaron Stewart from The Little Black Couch. Hope you're having a great Tuesday and a great week. Entrepreneurs are so important to this world and so important to just solving problems that nobody else will take the time or risk to solve. Only entrepreneurs do that. That's you and me.
There's nobody else out there. We're kind of the last line of defense to, sign, to solve problems. And not all of them are going to be super, um, not going to create a lot of revenue, but I can promise you that if you're always looking to create solutions for folks, that eventually you will stumble upon one that you're passionate about, that you love, that will solve problems, and you will also make a lot of money, but it won't be that big a deal to you because the solving the problems, solving other people's problems always brings the money. And so stay focused on solving problems. Stay focused on serving people and the money will come as you do that. And the better we get at it, the more money that comes and the less we care about the money. And that's a great way to live. So till next time, Aaron Stewart from The Little Black Couch. Thanks. everyone, I want to really thank you so much for joining me on your entrepreneurship journey. If there's anything you learned today or if there is a topic you would like me to discuss in the future, I would really love to hear from you. I do have a favor to ask. Would you please subscribe to our podcast or Facebook page and please like, share, and use the hashtag TheLittleBlackCouch. It would really help get this message out and hopefully help more people like us. Now let's get out and change the world together.